Hello, friends. It is so great to be settled into our new home. I'm joining you at 1111 because that angel number has been surfacing in my life. I mean, for months. First, it was 111, then it was 1111, and I'm investigating what that means. I've been learning that that's one way that God can communicate with you, that your angels can communicate with you. And in my consciousness circles, we pay greater attention to the connectivity and the things around us. And so I decided 1111 was going to be our time together. And as you can see, I'm joining you from our new home in Florida. I'm so excited. I'll be sharing this incredible journey with you later this month. So I want you to go to drj.com forward slash new year, new you, and just share your email. I didn't have time to get an entire web page up dedicated to storytelling as an opt-in. Um, and so we'll just use that opt-in page. It's a way for me to capture your content. Um, and be able to communicate with you so that you can uh, come live with me for some storytelling. It has just been an incredible adventure. It's also been, if I'm being real honest, the most difficult season of my life. I think that facing the amount of uncertainty and the aftermath of a layoff in cancer that we faced was something that I was honestly not prepared for. I thought I was living the life of my dreams and I was choosing to see the good amidst difficult circumstances and just plans kept falling apart. And that's a really frustrating place to be in, especially for someone who loves a strategic plan like I do. And so with that, I'll be sharing those later this month. I'm kind of crafting which stories are most relevant and interesting to tell and working on that timeline. Today, my friends, we are focused on productivity. So for those of you who with me and are in the High Performance Leadership Academy, this week's focus has been on productivity. And so our training is going to align with those coaching sessions on how the best in the world utilize their time. And after doing that, I wanted to invite all of you to think about the words peaceful productivity. I don't know about you, but hurry and hustle was what defined most of my life. I thought the hurry and hustle was characteristic of what successful people did. And so I bought into that storyline. And I thought when people would ask me, how are you? And I would say busy, I'd wear that like it was some kind of trophy. And in fact, it's not. I had to learn that busy isn't how God designed us to be. It wasn't, you know, when people say, how are you? And you say tired or busy, that's not the elegant, brilliant design of this beautiful universe, right? I really believe that each and every one of us has brilliance within. Um, there's fivefold ministries described in the Bible, and that fascinates me to learn that there's five ways that God created all of us to make a contribution to the world. I know for me personally, I feel the greatest degree of meaning and fulfillment when I'm making a contribution to others, not whenever I'm in the hurry and hustle of my to-do list. And so peaceful productivity was something that Brendan Burchard brought to my radar somewhere around 2021, I think. Um, it might have been 2019. That's when I became a high performance coach with him and um, had been following him more closely since then. And he always does these New Year's trainings. And one of the New Year's trainings was titled Calm, Striving, and Peaceful Productivity. 
And that was transformative to me. It truly changed my life because I was, I bought in just like I said, to the hurry and hustle. And instead I thought this is like getting a new operating system. So let's look at how can we reboot, power down, say you were designed for more than the hurry and hustle. You were designed for more than racing across the finish line of the day. So exhausted that all you can think about is when do you get to have that glass of wine? When do you get to hit the pillow? And then you wake up and you need that cup of coffee to get your brain fog out. And then you got to hurry and hustle through the day again. That's the hamster wheel. I used to live in it. It's like you get in and you just feel like you can't stop. And if you stop, the world is going to just shut down around you. And it's such a, an amazing shift. I love those of you who know me know that I love to say shift happens. It's an amazing shift when you can say, I'm going to choose to nourish my body. I'm going to pay attention to high performance physiology. So what I eat after 3 PM has an incredible impact on what I, how I sleep. So I'm going to eat lots of nutrient dense foods that are light and easy to digest. Then I sleep better. I wake with greater clarity and focus and vibrant energy. And I'm able to get done a full day's work by 11 AM That was what I learned during my cancer journey as I started to really put, I love health and well-being. However, cancer made me take that my health and wellness game and my 80-20 to 100-0, right? And as I did that, I discovered amazing things about food. And I learned that what you eat after 2 p.m. is what determines the quality of your life, period. Because what you put in your body after 2 p.m. affects how your brain operates. It affects your gut health, which is your second brain. It affects your digestion, which about 80% of our body's energy and mental focus is gone to digestion because of the standard American diet or SAD. And we can change that by enlisting nutrient-dense foods into our diet, planning appropriately, one of the habits of mind that the most successful people in the world use, plan appropriately so you know and have those things on hand, ready to go, nourishing your body. One of my new favorite snacks is literally like a warmed sauteed green bean. And I just literally make a batch of those and that becomes like my 2 p.m. munch on. It gives me that kind of crunchy satisfaction. It gives me energy instead of caffeinating and crashing like I used to do. And so I just want to encourage you to be thoughtful about what you put in your mouth after 2 p.m. and to train yourself to practice extraordinary discipline. That's why leadership is what I'm all about. So I want to welcome you to High Performance Leadership. It's a place where we talk about how to live and lead our best lives. And so one of the ways that we do that is by managing the minutes. We all get the same 24 hours in a day, yet how we utilize those 24 hours varies tremendously from one human to the next. And I want to equip you with the tools that the best in the world utilize to achieve their goals while maintaining their health and well-being and quality relationships. That's the definition of high performance. It's not peak performance. Scale the peak, plummet to the valley to recover. Scale the peak, plummet to the valley and recover. That gets exhausting, right? It works in our 20s, we buy into it. In our 30s, we master it. And by the time we hit our 40s, it is like enough's enough already. So if you're feeling that lack of motivation, if you're feeling like enough is enough, I wanna encourage you 
to think about making that shift happen from peak performance to high performance. High performance means consistently. Yes, you have little dips here and there for, you know, it might be your menstrual cycle. It might be the moon cycle. It might be um, things that are happening globally in the world. We will experience all of the 87 emotions characteristic of being human. Thank you, Brene Brown. Shout out to you. Thanks for counting all of those for us so that we know why we're so exhausted at the end of emotional days. And so I want you to think about high performance. Isn't that peak and plummet? It's this consistent performance across the day and across the week and across the year that allows us to perform consistently at high levels while maintaining our health and happiness and our well-being. The world's highest performers are, they experience more joy. They're happier, they're healthier, they're less stressed than their peers. And my goal is to equip you with the tools that they use to do that. I also want you to think about, you know me, I want you taking notes because 30 days from now, you're going to remember less than 20% of this, but we can dial that up to 50% if you take notes and 90% if you take action. And I'm all about efficiency and effectiveness. So I want you to grab your notebook. I want you to draw that normal distribution curve. The normal or norm is what I call it the mediocre middle. It's what most people do. And if you do what most people do, you will get what most people get. And if you look out into the world and we look at our just statistical data, most people in the United States are obese. Most people suffer from anxiety and depression. Most are struggling to get through the day. I don't want you there. I am not going to lie to you. I wake up and feel some of that mediocre middle most mornings, and I have to make shift happen consciously with high performance habits to exit that state of being. I wish I had a better story to tell and say that I could just wake up magically like a unicorn and my days are characterized by high performance. They're not. High performers aren't any different than you and I. They simply condition themselves. And so today I'm going to share 10 things that high performers do to achieve peaceful productivity. So grab your journals, make that normal distribution curve, put yourself on the right, put a little star there and say, be extraordinary. You're crafting your identity as you condition yourself through these behaviors. It will change who you are as a person by raising your standards. You raise your results. And that's what I'm here to help you do. So let's go. I would love to hear what you think of when you hear the words calm striving and peaceful productivity. What comes to mind? Go ahead and type that in the chat for me. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I really believe that each and every one of us has a voice for a reason. And so let's use it. Your voice matters to me. Your thoughts matter to me. Calm striving. Hmm. When I used to strive towards big goals, it wasn't calm. It was very aggressive. In fact, it was, I was leaning into my masculine energy instead of my feminine energy. And as I've learned to reclaim my femininity, I've learned that calm striving can be the way that I achieve my goals. Striving as is defined as an effortful attempt to attain a goal. So we can put effort towards goal attainment in a way that's calm. And then peaceful productivity 
when I think of peace, I just picture I'm staring out at like the most beautiful forest and I'm surrounded. Like I look left and I forest bathe. I look right and I forest bathe when I'm standing in my shower each morning. And I just, I absolutely love being surrounded in, by nature. My coach told me, she said, I was considering at one point living on this ranch and it was very desolate. It was just flat and um, there wasn't, wasn't a tree in sight. And I was talking to my coach about it and she said, you need to be surrounded by natural beauty. You just love nature so much. You have to be immersed in it. And so as I looked for homes and places for us to live, I looked for places that were characterized by the beauty that you see behind me. Like it's winter now, so it's not fully vibrant and green like I'm told it will be come spring and summer, but it's still very gorgeous, right? And I look out and I love seeing these tall trees towering towards the sky. And when the wind blows, it's kind of like they're dancing with the heavens. It's just so beautiful and delightful for me to watch. I love standing outside in it and I cannot wait. I've got patio chairs arriving to complete the modern farmhouse March 9th, and then a couple rocking chairs to put out front that'll be here this week. And I can't wait to just sit out there with my cup of herbal tea and watch those trees dance and delight in that. That's one way to strive towards a goal and to achieve it. Like we don't have to hurry and hustle through our days. We are in control of the day, my friends. So productivity Part of productivity for me is knowing what to say no to. That's probably the most effective way for me personally to say I'm achieving peaceful productivity is because I'm not saying yes to everyone else's agenda. I'm very clear about the mission that I'm on and what needs to be achieved. And the definition of productivity is being able to generate, create, enhance, or bring forth goods and services. So think about that as a career woman and a businesswoman. Are you generating goods and services? Are you creating goods and services? Are you enhancing goods and services? Are you bringing them forth to the world? I know many of you are, whether it's through products that you sell, um, services that you bring, skills and knowledge that you share with the world. So as we think about the words calm striving and peaceful productivity, I'm going to share five ideas this week. And then next week, I'll go live with the final five. And you'll have 10 ideas to be thoughtful in your life about how to achieve peaceful productivity. The first one is your levels of calm today come from conditioning. So I used to live in a world that conditioned me for hurry and hustle. My to-do list was longer than there were hours in the day. And when things didn't go as planned and all my minutes had been managed and now something hits me out of left field, I would lose it a little bit. I hate to say that, but it was true. I would almost like have this freak out moment and then panic and try to get everything back in order again, get all the ducks in a row and then get myself back on track. And that led to that emotional roller coaster that we talked about with peak performance. And now there's this calm that comes from a belief that all things happen for the good. And so I really look at the beliefs that allow me to experience these ideas in action. Your levels of calm come from conditioning. So I want you to practice self-awareness and ask, this is something I've been having to ask myself this week. Are my behaviors and thoughts characterized by love and abundance and joy, or are they focused on fear and scarcity and prevention of failure? 
So that level of self-awareness can draw you towards greater states of calm. You can condition your body and mind listening to HZ frequencies. I had an incredible stress and tension headache the other day, and I literally searched at Google search, what HZ frequencies can help heal a headache? And I shared that video with, it was a YouTube video. I shared it with one of my clients who's really going through some hard times right now. And even she said, wow, that was amazing. That totally worked. It lessened my headache immediate, almost immediately. And I was like, wow. Another way to condition ourselves is by watching our thoughts. I call it thought watching. Watch your thoughts pass like clouds across the sky or across the horizon. And then those of you who've been to my masterclass, you know, and have been trained in the ladder of inference. And that one takes a little bit more time than we have for today. However, um, I, I do train it on, on it often. So come back, join me all the time. Every week I'll be live. It's a thinking tool that helps you see and experience through multiple perspectives. Often we see things through our negativity bias. That's how we're wired for survival. So we can thank evolution for bringing us that skill set. And we can also tell ourselves, thank you for keeping me safe and protected. I'm safe now, and I'm going to choose to experience this event differently. Idea number two, your calmness is directly tied to your intention to feel that way. So when you set the intention to strive towards your goals with a spirit of calm and peace, you naturally gravitate your day towards that way of being. And so I want you to think about your morning mindset. If one word could describe the person you want to be today, what would that word be? Write it in your journal. And then explain why did you choose it? Knowing why is really important for behavioral change. Think about kids. They know they behave better when they know why they need to do something, right? It's not any different as an adult. And then you can use a mightiness mantra. Like today, I choose peace. I choose productivity. I strive towards my goals with a state of calm. And then I also love the power of the post-it note. Just putting the words peaceful productivity on your mirror in the bathroom helps create that state of peace and calm in the mind. Idea number three, your level of calmness is tied to your commitment to your goals and follow through. When we're not committed to our goals, we operate like we're playing whack-a-mole each day. Boom, 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 boom. And we get to the end of the day and we don't know what we've achieved. Have you ever had that happen? Where the end of the day comes and you feel like you've been tossed around like a ping pong ball just paddled across through the day. Yet at the end of the day, it doesn't feel like you've achieved anything meaningful. That's a sign that you're busy and not productive. High performers know their main objectives. They plan strategically using block scheduling and they align their days and stay committed to those things. And everything else that's not on that list, unless it's an absolute urgent fire that must be addressed, everything else is a no. So I want you to ask yourself as you look at your to-do list, am I committed? And if it's not, something you're committed to, either delegate that task or simply say, no, that's not happening right now. I like to create a no matter what list. Like these things are going to get done tomorrow, no matter what. I do it at the end of the day while I'm in the zone. And then the next day is no matter what list is X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And then I don't stop work and focus until that list is done. What that condition is 
in the mind, it creates a sense of calm because at the end of the day, you know that you've allocated for the day ahead and your brain, the subconscious is keeping track of all these things that are important. When they're written down, that subconscious can relax and say, okay, she's got this. We're going to take care of that tomorrow. It will, all the, all these things will get done eventually. And that brings a spirit of peace. I even noticed just leading this training, using the words calm, striving, and peaceful productivity, my own energy is feeling more peaceful. I'm getting my right leg tingle right now. I love when that happens. Um, I can bring that spirit of peace through the energy of my words, right? Our words carry energy and pay attention to the words that you're using and the tone and intonation that you're using when you're speaking. I know sometimes whenever I'm really in that hurry and hustle mode, which usually happens after I've worked too much and then I'm running late to get Gigi to the barn. And next thing you know, I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I go into this like beast mode of hurry and hustle. And I don't like being in that space. And so I've got a plan for managing the minutes in order to be able to relax and let go. The fourth idea, calmness comes from playing the long game and taking perspective. Often, I had something happen two days ago. I had something happen this morning. Both things made me initially feel like a little irate and like I had to respond. Yet when we take the long game and we see, wait a minute, this too will pass. I don't have to respond to every single event and circumstance in my life. I can trust that others will figure things out for themselves. And that perspective taking is key. That's one of the ladder, rungs of the ladder of inference of how can you see this in a different way? Daniel Kahneman has a really great book called Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow. Fast thinking is that automatic thinking. Psychologists call it automatic negative thoughts or ants. And it, they're almost always negative because of our negativity bias. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Now this might happen. And then this, and then this, and then this. And next thing you know, you're a little erratic and out of control. Yet when we invite slow thinking, we can be more methodical. We can trust that things are happening for us, not to us. Gain that perspective, make shift happen in our minds and achieve a greater state of calm. The fifth idea and final one for this week's training is to create your battle board. Identify your key goals, your deliverables, your plans for the month. In business, this is called your OKRs and KPIs. You have your objectives that you're working towards, those big picture things, and then the key results that you need to achieve. And the way that we work towards those big picture items is through key performance indicators. What are the smaller tasks that are going to need to be done to achieve that big picture objective? Now, here's the secret. The world's highest performers never have more, to, more than three to four major projects that they're working on. So those three to four big objectives, that's, that's your big picture goals that you're working towards. For me, it's my book, it's my course and community and coaching. And then it was the move, this relocation across the country. You will notice that sometimes when you have big things happening in your personal lives, I have clients that are going through divorce, clients that are going through um, enrolling in AA, clients that are going through massive career change, clients that are going through challenges with their children. Those projects are also important to manage just like we manage our business and our career. 
So that might take a spot at the table. Now I now that we're moved and unpacked, all I have left to do is hang heavy artwork and that will fall off of the wayside and I can replace that with something else. However, in this moment, I had to really pare down what I was working on because this move and relocation was the, a big part of what needed to happen. So I also would love, I'm noticing that as I work with more women and we embrace our femininity, that there's a lot of masculine language in the world of business. And Battleboard is an example of that. And battle, if you think about it, it's like going to war for the day. And I don't know about you, but going to war for the day feels a lot like the hurry and hustle. So I need a new name, something that's aligned more with my femininity, aligned with calm striving and peaceful productivity. What could it be that is the, these are the things that are going to get achieved and accomplished. That's really what a battle board is, right? It says, I'm going to fight to achieve these things. I'm going to stay committed. That's important. Yet I think we can come up with a name that might be a little better than Battleboard. So I want you to get creative, share some ideas with me in the chat. And this another strategy to use with this is to have monthly and weekly planning, to really manage the minutes. I walk around, hashtag manage the minutes in my mind throughout the day, even as I minimize the number of steps I take while cleaning the house, right? I don't run back and forth and all over the place because that wastes a lot of minutes. And if you clean the house once a week, that those 10 to 20 minutes wasted becomes an hour a month, becomes 12 hours a year. Other simple tasks like putting dishes in the dishwasher, I put the forks, knives, and spoons together so that when I go to put them away, forks, psh, knives, psh, spoons, psh, I don't have to spend more than 30 seconds emptying silverware. That's two minutes twice a week. That's 16 minutes a month. That's all, the, all of these little time savers are what contribute to having more self-care self time, self-investment time, so that I can experience peaceful productivity. Holding my daughter accountable for making a contribution and performing that contribution at a high standard so that I don't have to redo her work. Another example of ways to gain minutes in the day. And then my all-time favorite strategy that aligns with this, where you're looking at your key goals and deliverables and monthly plan, is each week putting an hour on your calendar and title that weekly wins and strategic planning. That you take a moment to push pause and look back at the wins of the week and celebrate them. It might even be something as simple as I didn't freak out on my child this week right? I'm working towards that one in the midst of all this change and uncertainty and struggling with whether we were going to close on this house or not. Whew, I lost my mind on more than one occasion. And so I'm working on bringing that, sp that spirit of calm and peace back into our days. And then strategic from that space and that energy of accomplishment, planning the week ahead with great intention, getting those commitments aligned. This is what I'm going to do no matter what. When we make and keep commitments to ourselves, we increase our level of self-trust. And trust is everything in business and in life success. It starts with self-trust and that expands to relationship trust and it expands into our business and the market and the world. And so that trust has a ripple effect and it comes from the character and confidence that we have within us and our competencies, the things we've 
the skills we've built intentionally that we can do. So our character and competence lead to self-trust. And that character piece is saying, I make and keep my commitments to myself. I want you to do that with me this week. Okay. So I want you to recap these five ideas in your notes. Idea number one, your levels of calm today come from conditioning. Let's create the conditions in our lives that create a spirit of calm for ourselves and most importantly for our children so that they might know a different operating system. Idea number two, your calmness is directly tied to your intention to feel that way. So let's set an intention. Let's mind our morning mindset and choose words that describe who we want to be today and walk through the day with that as a reminder. Idea number three, your level of calmness is tied to your commitment to your goals and your follow through. So we've got to make and keep those promises to ourselves. And if we're not truly committed, get it off of the to-do list, either through delegation or simply a no. Communicate, this will not be getting done. Idea number four, calmness comes from playing the long game, from taking perspective, using that slow thinking. Thank you, Daniel Kahneman. Shout out for that great idea. And idea number five, create your battle board, your strategic plan, your, I need a word that's feminine there. Identify those key performance indicators that are aligned with the objectives you're trying to achieve. And then use weekly and monthly planning to do that. Add the weekly wins and strategic planning block schedule to your calendar each week. I know Brendan likes to do that on Sundays. I personally love Sunday to be my day to recharge spiritually and to spend a lot of time in nature and taking a bubble bath and meal prepping and doing all the nourishing activities that fuel my week. So for me, mine happens Friday afternoons because let's face it, I want to end the week early. I want to kick off the weekend early. And so having that time on Friday really sets me up to look back and say, wow, what a great week. And to look forward and say, I'm going to enter this weekend with the peace of knowing I've planned for everything that needs to get done next week. With that, my friends, that is your calm striving and peaceful productivity training. I want you to be sure you have these ideas in your journal. And I want to challenge you to read them every single day. You'll notice, just like me talking about this topic, my energetic aura is changing through using these words. Yours will too. So that's why it's important for you to read these every single day. I call it the brilliant five strategy. Do this for five days straight and then see if five can become 10. Do it for five more. So I want you to write these ideas down in your journal, read them every day for the next five days. Come back and tell me how it went. I genuinely care about you. I wanna know how it went. And I encourage you to also invite a friend. If there's someone on your mind who you think you, you're thinking about right now, I've learned that that's how God whispers to us to help one another out. He works through our hearts and our minds. And so if someone's in mind, please share this training with her. Please share this training with him. And together, we will transform the world. We can create a space of calm and peace. And it starts with us. It starts with our families and our communities and our businesses and how we work. And it has that ripple effect to the whole world. With that, go out and shine your love and light into the world. Mwah.